on Mutiny Radio. The world's deadliest assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Live, JW Megalite Show. I am your host, the Candy Man. And tonight, you're in for a special comedy treat here. Got the poem of the year coming up here at 420. Lots of fun events. Now that things are back in full swing now. And farmers markets, Tiki Desk. It is a Tiki Desk weekend. Come on out to the Tiki Desk this Saturday. Nice collection of artists. Comedians. To make for a nice comedy musical peanut butter jelly sandwich Saturday evening. Be playing at the Fame a little bit later tonight. There's going to be some poets there. There's some secret poets out there. Geared up for the comedy battle after the show tonight. It's going to take home the gold prize. We've got Atlas Cafe tomorrow, 2 o'clock. We've got the joke workshops. And it's a nice Friday evening afternoon. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. We're going to start it out with a little bit of local high-energy rock and roll here.
That is the wicked pricks here floating through the sound waves here on a Friday. I just uh, got back from this uh, lunchbox series. I, uh, Trixie Rasputin uh, does that there at the Salesforce Tower. I saw this um, singer-songwriter just play a, a set on the roof of or the recreational <laughs> Salesforce Park. It was super hot up there. I was sweating. It was just, uh, it was so nice. It's a couple degrees warmer up there than it is on the streets. So every Friday, that's 12 to 1 o'clock. Check it out. Have a little lunch break on Friday afternoon. Bask in the sun. And so Gabby Castro was there today. That was fun. So I'm going to play one of their, one of her tracks. But they soon were gone, 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 gone. Every time I've been pushed down or bossed around, I've gotten up and moved on, 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 on. My mama told me when I was young. But if you believe in yourself, anything can be done. Yo soy guerrera, soy mujer. Yo soy alguien que confía en su ser. Yo soy poderosa, soy
Yo soy alguien que confía en su ser Yo soy poderosa Soy un río Yo soy guerrera Soy mujer Yo soy That is Gabby Castro here. Can you imagine listening to that on the top of the Salesforce Park? So much fun. Check it out every Friday, 12 o'clock.
That is Treasures, Sound Waves, coming up here at 420. We got the poem of the year coming up. We're talking about a local band who put their sticker on a gas pump and has been getting a lot of time on Fox News. It's unreal. Talking about that.
Garage Markets on Sunday. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. Such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know you're multi-talented, but I know you won this uh, poetry award here this year. So I feel like it's pretty fresh. Sounds like you uh, have a lifetime of artistry. So. <laughs> So when you, when someone, did someone call you? How did that happen? I just want to get an idea of how that happened when you found out you won the award. The poem of the year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am a student at San Francisco City College uh, when I'm not working and I'm uh, pursuing the creative writing certificate. And so I submitted for their, um, their college and university poetry prize through the Academy of American Poets. Um, and I did not think I was going to win, so I was very excited when I got this email. Um, I immediately called my sister, who is one of my biggest creative supporters, so shout out to my sister Haley. Um, sister. <laughs> and it just felt amazing. I was, I was, I, it was, it was, for me, writing has always been, you know, for me, and it just meant a lot that some other body or person um you know this meant something to them too or or that it was worth sharing so it, it did mean a lot and i am very grateful to san francisco city college and the academy <laughs> of american poets that is uh like hitting the lottery you know i just can't imagine that like, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um as far as like the poetry and when you got into that i know you're a painter and you do it all but as far as poetry, when it how when did you start getting into that? Sure. Um, so I've always loved writing, but I don't think I wrote my first poem as an adult before uh, maybe five or six years ago. I went on uh, this road trip and I met this amazing woman in upstate New York uh, who I was doing a work trade with, and she was a writer and. I just felt like I wanted to write my first poem there, and then I have not stopped since. And um, so, yeah, poetry, I could talk about poetry for a long time and, and what it means to me, but um, it's, I, I've heard once that writing a poem and, and going through that process is kind of experiencing the world twice. You know, you're, you know, you're seeing the world around you, and then you get to write about what you know how, what are your observations of this moment in the present and uh yeah it, it it makes me feel very um alive and like myself so with this uh this poem that you won the prize do you remember where you were when you wrote it i do i was walking on ocean beach um i it was maybe like a year ago and it was so nice to write it because you know you're walking on the beach the waves are so loud you can just um you know i had my journal in front of me um and then you just work it out out loud because no one can hear you you're on the beach 
um, and then you just you just uh, replay it and replay it out loud and tweak you know how it sounds um, and I maybe did a little bit more editing later but um, uh, yeah for for poetry how it sounds in the beat it's kind of like music like I like that it has a rhythm yeah that's really exciting yeah I definitely want to hear the poem I, uh, I'm thinking we'll play a local track that was just released today by a band called Columbia Livia. And this song um, is off their new record. And um, they got some shows coming up here. And then we'll be back and maybe I could talk you into doing some poetry. I just I feel, feel like if I was listening, I'd be like, I want to hear this poem. <laughs> sure. All right. So this is uh, Columbia Livia Live, Muti Radio FM.
That's Columbia Olivia. Live Mutiny Radio FM. We got Kristen Jensen in the box here. The artist, poet, and painter and everything. <laughs> really excited to have you here. And uh, I know you you have this poem here and you just won this uh prize, which is a uh, pretty honoring. I feel it's so, so cool. Much. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, all the li- everyone listening in now. I guess I don't. I'm trying to think of some way to like, to, to yeah. So we got a we got a poet on the show here in the box, Kristen Jensen, and we got this uh, this poem here, which I'm looking at from afar, and it's like, wow, this is this is pretty real. <laughs> yeah. So as I preface this before, I wrote this uh, walking on Ocean Beach in San Francisco, and the poem is called If You Let It. Now on the sand, I begin to see how the sea will take us willingly. As matter of fact, in its delivery of the jellyfish veiny blue on the beach and your puttering mouth on mine. You see, the sea holds surfboards, seagulls, seaweed, knees, entire ships. Bubbles break open against your soft neck with me in the doorway, your salty bath. You're drowning in three inches of water, dear. Here, motion, stand. In the water, I can see how the sea will swallow us willingly, 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 if you let it. Nice. I just can imagine the, the, the waves crashing to shore as you're writing this poem. Very cool. Yeah. Well, poems are a lot of fun, a lot of fun to, uh, to write and uh, a lot of fun to play around with. Yeah. And so this, uh, this New York, you, you said you're in the Bay Area. And so you, you went out to New York and you know, you're an artist in New York. How was that? I have lived in New York and, um, well, New Jersey to be, to be exact, and I uh, worked in Brooklyn. Um, I worked in a school there, and, but I continued my, my art and writing practice. Um, so when I fir- wrote my first poem as an adult, I was doing this uh, five-month-long road trip around the U.S. Um, came back to the Bay Area. It was amazing. I recommend solo female road trips to anybody. <laughs> Traveling alone is uh, amazing. We had somebody on the show uh, a couple months back, Coyote Creates, and she was she was 18 years old, and she got on the road and just did a tour like by herself, you know, with a guitar. And I was like, man, that's so cool. It's awesome. like, why didn't I ever do that? I was just like, still time. So then I jumped on a, actually a plane the next week and did the cross country thing. So where did you start when you went on that road trip? Did you start in New York or New Jersey? I started um, uh, here in San Francisco, and then I went down to SoCal, and then went across the south to Florida, up the east coast, uh, and then back through the top. So a big loop. (laughs) That's fun. That's fun. I was thinking, you know, because driving back from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco, because mm. I did that, I, you know, did the opposite thing. It's like, I can't imagine driving all the way to the other side of the country and then just turning back around. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the first time in my life that I 
you know, totally dedicated my every day to, to exploring and, and my art and writing and, um, you know, got to do what I wanted to do every day. And it was amazing. That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. So I, over the pandemic, I think a lot of people out there started working remotely. Maybe they went to an office, but then they started working remotely because of the pandemic. And so that happened to me mm. and, you know, I don't have any pets or any roommates or anything. So I think stir crazy is like an understatement <laughs> of what I was going through. And so when my friend had said that, hey, you know, I'm about to, he bought his girlfriend's car for, for 200 bucks in DC. It was this 97 Super Legacy wagon with 280,000 miles. And I was just like, you know what, let's do it. You know, I'm not going to ask my job, you know, if I'm, I can go on a cross country trip. It's like, well, you know, I'll just be able to work remotely from the car. So I feel like I got more done on the road. I feel like mm. this is just pick it up and make it a mobile podcast. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I could see that. What kind of a car was it that you did that? Uh, it was a Prius. Oh, sweet. That's killer. <laughs> Light on the wallet there. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit shocked at the Subaru, uh, the gas mileage I got. It was pretty good. There's this other, uh, I did this other trip to Kansas City, and we were transporting this van for another artist. Mm. It was really fun. But um, that thing, gosh, it seemed like we, it seemed like, I mean, it's like 18 miles a gallon or something. It really is like 50 bucks every time. Yeah, I have to fill up your well. tank like every day or something. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know that, you know, you're, you're a painter and doing that self-portrait, that sounds so much fun. So we're going to cool it down with some cool jazz right now. Open up the lines here at 415-550-0511. Cool jazz. That's the way I like it. Cool the area jazz. Radio FM, this is the Candyman. Hey, this is Mitch Rocket. Oh my gosh, Mitch Rocket. Wow. Congratulations, man. You just won two tickets to Asiento's comedy show on Wednesday. How are you? All right. Very, very cool. Blaring some, uh, blaring some um, Dave Brubeck. I don't know if you ever got a Dave Brubeck. He's from Concord. Very close. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I forget that. There's a Brubeck Institute at the University of Pacific out there. Do you know the story with Dave Brubeck? We got Chris and Jensen here on the on the line here as well. Uh, so Dave Brubeck was actually raised by cattle ranchers in the East Bay, and he went to veterinarian school at University of Pacific. And uh, the professor had said, "Hey, you know, Dave, stop wasting my time and go to the music department." So he went to the music department, and they almost, they didn't almost didn't pass him because he couldn't read music. He did it all by ear. So cool. Hey. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. So this uh, 
You got a new record that just came out too, don't you? Yeah, it's called Petting Zoo. It just dropped on Monday. Petting Zoo. Awesome. Yes. Speaking of petting zoo and veterinarians, that's so funny. What a <laughs> deep proofing. That was totally coincidence, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do uh, I do have that record up here, and I wanted to play that for everyone. Is it street walking? Oh yeah, there's the that's the jazzier one I'd say. Yeah, that's Although fun. A lot of jazz fans will uh, cringe at that notion that a basically a one chord song could be jazz, but <laughs> that's really cool, man. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, we're going to be playing that after after this cool jazz. Um, we're also going to be giving away some more prizes too. I don't, you know what? I'm not sure, if Beauty, if we we have this thing's going to buzz again if somebody else calls in or if they're just get a busy signal. <laughs> but um, yeah, hey, thanks for calling in, man, and I'll I'll make sure to uh, get those tickets out to you. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy the spooky street jazz of street walking. Yes, I can't wait. Thanks uh, to Ahmed of Goof for that description. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll catch up with you soon. All right. All right. Back to the cool jazz. 415-550-0511. Giving away some candies here. Who wants some, who wants some candies? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'd be better if you said it. <laughs> We're going to do um, self-portrait as well. I could listen to this jazz for a little while longer for sure.
Jazz, Greeny Radio FM. I love the audience noise. You're only as good as your audience, you know? It's great. Thank you. For all the members of the quartet, Gene Ryan, Joe Morello, Paul Desmond, myself. Been a great audience for us. Now, big surprise with those of the newspaper strike. We were expected to be here alone. So, <laughs> thank you. Dave Brubeck is such a crack up. He's a Sagittarius as well. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. I I feel like, you know, that's what it is. It's just I'm a singer songwriter. I don't know if you want to. Uh, ah. More of like a Bob Dylan, you know? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's something about listening to jazz that's just like, mm-hmm. I'm able to escape my creative mind and kind of get outside of the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So when you're, when you're writing, I mean, you're on Ocean Beach for this mm-hmm. particular time when you did the poem, but yeah. when you are painting, mm-hmm. I know you do a lot of self-portraits, but do you listen to anything or is there any music in the background? Yeah, totally. Um I I often uh, listen to music when I'm maybe editing a short story um, and I am up on my feet dancing and moving around and, you know, and, and playing with different variations. I think there's a lot of play and uh, in, um, in, in working on creative things. Uh, I, I'm often listening to, to Zook music. I don't know if you've heard of Zook. that. Yeah, it's um, so I I dance Brazilian zouk, and zouk is kind of the name of of um, of the music, um, so it has some similarities to tango and West Coast swing. Um, so I, I've been maybe obsessed with that kind of music for the last few years. It makes me want to play some of that right now. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, it's great. Zouk. Yeah. Zouk music. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know, different different um, creative modes play with each other. So um, if I'm drawing, I like to listen to music and uh, dance when I'm writing. It's, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I recently have gotten into this classical piano player, Eric Sadie. Have you heard of him? Before? No. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, it's just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, what the long day or whatever it happened. Mm. If you, I don't know, at least for me, it's just totally therapeutic. Yeah, I don't know if you, you might be able to dance. I feel like you dance to anything. Yeah. I was at this jazz show recently at the Artichoke in Oakland and mm. Temescal, kind of nice area. And there was this uh, trio that was playing and I just felt like you could almost mosh to that, like a jazzy mosh, you know, mm. you know, pre-COVID or vaccinated mosh, but totally. you could do it. And the, um, yeah, I mean, even jazz as well really fun yeah that reminds me um i love like hip-hop and rap and it's fun to play around with dancing ballet to it and um trying different you do a little ballet as well huh um not formally trained but i like (laughs) (laughs) like playing around with it there was this um ballerina who um came in onto the show and they got into pull it was called pole arena and so that's what, like, when you're dancing on the pole or, you know, doing that thing, but a professional thing, you know, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. That's such an art. 
makes me want to actually get a poll myself at my place and yeah. maybe not maybe that's too much information on my mom is <laughs> it takes a lot of strength you know yeah i mean a lot of upper body strength i yeah, feel absolutely. like for the for the pole dancing mm-hmm. yeah so we are still uh, taking calls here 415-550-0511 i was going to go ahead and play this uh new record that just came out um petting zoo and this song is called street walking I will eat you up. 
sitting back in the box here with uh, Kristen Jensen. And we are just hanging out here on a Friday. And oh, wow, that's Coyote Creates. It sounds excellent. Yeah, so happy uh, Halloween time to everyone out there. And uh, these poems and these art and everything, I mean, it's just, it's all coming together here. We've got that pumpkin. I thought it was a real pumpkin, and it was hollow. I went to go pick it up, and it was hollow. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. It's too early for pumpkin. It really is. Yeah, that thing is definitely plastic. I was like, oh, wow, Pam, are you really going to put the time into carving that thing? That's uh, that's hardcore. Do you have your pumpkins for this year? Yeah, I have some. Mm -hmm. Not sure if I'll carve them yet, though. Yeah. I am still need to pick up my pumpkins. I have no idea where I'm going to go get those. I don't know. I mean, Trader Joe's has them. Even Grocery Outlet has them. You make the um do you do the pumpkin seeds? Oh, I haven't done those for a few years, but they are very good. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think I've burnt them a few times. <laughs> Definitely done that before. Last year I had a band, so the Tiki Desk concerts thing. I had a band called Gajifu. They're electric goth band. And it was so much fun. I mean, they were just, it was the perfect Halloween band. I didn't do the Haunted House that year, or last year, but I'm going I'm to be doing it this year. Oh. Going all out. Glad I got the neighbors buying on everything, and the, the music. That's a thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone, a lot, of, a lot of people I know, they relocated because of the pandemic and rent prices dropping other places. I managed to get a rent reduction at my current place. So I'm still there. I think I'm planning on staying there. This thing is yeah, like, gosh, like maybe I can get a place with a backyard, mm -hmm. but then the neighbors might not be cool. I saw this band playing on Valencia and 19th Street. I know you spent some time in New York and on the East Coast and New Jersey. And I noticed, like, going and visiting New York that people playing on the streets music on the streets it's pretty normal mm. but here i mean this band was rocking they were so they had such a great sound and i was sitting there i was you know 15 minutes i was hanging out and i was watching i'm like man they're really killing it and somebody had walked up to them it's like oh wow you know this person's going up to ask them for their autograph or something turns out she had threatened to call the cops <laughs> oh. because they were too loud or I was just thinking, it's like, it's like 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> I can understand if it's like 11 o'clock or something. But, yeah. I mean, in New York, I've been experiencing that. That's one thing I think, um, oh, somebody's calling in now. We've got a winner here, huh? I wonder who it is. Mutiny Radio FM, this is the Candyman, back here with Kristen Jensen. Hi, this is Sarah, and... Oh, wow, hey, oh my goodness. 
Can, is it too late? No, no, you guys are perfect. Yeah, I got a um, Hi. I got a can of toffeeettes here for you. Okay, great. Yeah, where are you? Awesome. Or are you, how, how how are things going up there, huh? And the, the um, it's good. You're getting geared up for Halloween. You got a Halloween costume picked out. Um, we have our Halloween decorations up. Do you want to describe the decorations? Um, no. Did you make <laughs> we, we got a Halloween, um, what is it called? Um, like a house, a gingerbread house that we have to make. <laughs> I want to make it tonight. It's like a nightmare before Christmas gingerbread house or? Uh, yeah, kind of. It, it could definitely be that. Yes, and did you meet Jack Skellington the other day? No. Oh, okay. We met it like a few weeks ago. Before Halloween even started. That's true, yes. Yeah, well, hey, you know, we got an artist here in the box who put together a self-portrait for one of you. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. I would love that. Um, so... Yeah, I, I usually draw um, portraits based on, on photographs, so I would love to do, do a portrait. Um, yeah, I can send a picture of um, Samantha. She actually did a self-portrait this morning, so it would be cool to have a comparison. Yes, let's That's do awesome. it. I love it. That would be awesome. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Well, trick or treat. <laughs> I think it's early. I think it's, uh, you know, it's officially that time, right? Yeah. 22nd. I think it's cool to say happy Halloween now. Yeah, happy Halloween. Last week, I felt like it was kind of uh, maybe a little bit too soon. Yeah. I dressed up in, as an inmate, and people were looking at me like, what the? It's like, it's October yeah, 15th. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I'm going to be, I, I did uh, something um, a couple years ago. It was November 1st, and I did as a joke. I went out with some friends with an ugly Christmas sweater mm. on November 1st. And... Uh, <laughs> I walked in. I was at this Casanova Lounge. I don't know if you've been at Casanova Lounge. Yeah, it's on Valencia. Right? Hey, so are you, you, are you familiar with the Mission District in San Francisco? Um, a bit. Yeah, not super well. Yeah, so there's this bar on 16th of Valencia. It's called Casanova Lounge. It's really like hip lounge. And walked in with some friends in an ugly sweater um, on November 1st. And I was with a, a group of friends, and we went outside to get some air. I went back in. And someone had taken our seat. And so we were just like, oh, whatever, they're on a date. We'll just let them do their thing. We said, this guy had managed to pour his entire drink over my friend. Ah. Like, not a splash. It wasn't like a splash. It was like the whole drink. Oh, wow. And what promoted that? Um, I think they might have just, whatever, we're at a bar. You know, everyone has a certain level of a drinking problem. I'm not trying to okay. bash anyone. But, uh, <laughs> but it was, um, so what I did, because I had the guitar, I busted out in some Frank Sinatra on the spot. Oh, I was wow. just like, strangers in the night. <laughs> you know, and I, like, I really like was going for it. I really just gave it my all. Mm. And so one of the bartenders, I mean, I got like halfway through the song. One of the bartenders like, oh my God, like there's somebody in a Christmas sweater playing music. What's going on here? And we were just talking about, it's funny because it's Sarah and we got Sarah and Samantha on the line, Chris in, in the box. Cause, um, we we're just talking about how people playing music in New York is a normal thing, but here mm -hmm. in San Francisco, you're automatically in that kind of questionably housed category. 
So they definitely probably thought that I was like living on the street or something. But um, very exciting. Yeah. So we got uh, some candies. We'll do yeah self portrait. I'll get Kristen in touch with you guys. Thanks for calling yeah, in. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Trick or treat. Thank you so much. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. Look at that. Wow. Love it. Callers in. <laughs> Guess we could take some more calls. 415-550-0511. Just a couple artists in a box here in the Mission District, 21st in Florida. Yeah, they do the comedy battles after the show. We have judges that judge. <laughs> we turn it into that. So much has come out of this pandemic, you know. Yeah. So cool. And, uh, are you, is there any of your work? Is it featured anywhere in the city, or do you have any work that's up or online or? Yeah, um, so a lot of my my artwork is on uh, my website, JensenArt.net, and then I've had uh, some illustrations and poem published in uh, Forum Magazine, which is published through San Francisco City College, and run through the Academy. Yeah, um, but a lot of my work, you know, for a long time, it's just been uh, for myself. So it feels newer to to even share it with other people, and um, really cool too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's so much fun, and that's great. I mean, to I mean, you just your name is Kristen Jensen, and you go by Kristen Jensen, and it makes it a lot easier. I feel like. I, uh, at one point, I had a little scare when I was like 20 years old, mm. and um, people started calling me the Guitar Hero. Oh. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and then I was just like, oh, my gosh. It was like too much. But I like it. You know, I think with music, same thing with, you know, painting or poetry, it's like when you read it and you hear it, you know, it's just, if I were to try to explain this picture that was right here, it's like almost better that if somebody just experiences it themselves, but Mm. that made sense but yeah it's like through the sound waves mm. you know but if somebody that painted this picture right here was telling me you know about how you know this was this yeah i don't know i guess it's all i really enjoy um hearing the the artists and kind of their story behind it because i'm an artist as well mm. but <laughs> yeah um i've always signed my or for a long time i've signed my uh my artwork uh Chris, capital letters, in honor of my grandfather. Um, but my poems have mostly been first and last name. Chris. I like that, because it's gender neutral. Yeah, I don't know. I like... Um... Yeah, so my, my grandfather's who I was named after, too. So That's awesome. I love... Him. So I... Uh, and we're talking about grandparents now. Mm -hmm. So this is actually... I know. I thought it was. I thought it was great. You know, I it was last year. It was 2020. It was June 5th, 2020. Mm. And I got a call, um, I think from my dad. And he said, "Hey, you know, Grandma's, you know, sick. She's not going to make it." Oh. And so it was Friday. It was a Friday, um, June 5th. And so I went and I got to say goodbye to her. And uh, she had always had this thing where she would say, 
I'll see you around like a donut. <laughs> that was her thing. Every time I'd leave, she'd be like, oh, see you around like a donut. Uh-huh. So I got to, you know, say goodbye to her and said I'd see her around like a donut. And then I got back here in the box and I was, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And she had, it was like such a cool thing. So it's like, I don't know. I guess we're on an underground radio station, the whole reincarnation thing. I don't know. It's a real thing. It's like when someone's energy, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about your grandfather. It's like he's in the, this, the airwaves right now. Yeah, that's a sweet thought. Um, I feel like I've written a creative nonfiction piece kind of thing. But yeah, everything we, we experience is kind of like a reflection of you know, our past experiences and um, our present ones and interpretation of, of the future. And um, yeah, I feel like uh, I've been thinking about the creative process recently and I just as much as enjoy like the process um than than you know what the finished product is and I was thinking about uh you know when we're writing a poem it's kind of like you know we're reflecting on we're reflecting on our present moment and then yeah our past and then the future and then often for me I will you know edit the poem over uh years even so then I'm reflecting on my present moment while I'm editing it and then you know the present then so it kind of has a compounding effect um, but I guess all we can try to do is is to be as present as possible but you know, we still have, we still have. that's one of the things I love about art is you know we're processing the world around us and um, uh, for me it keeps life interesting and I never really get bored but I do get confused sometimes <laughs> yeah it's timeless it's just such a a great thing, and uh, there was a song that I I was sitting exactly where you're sitting, mm. uh, and that's uh, Virginia Ramos. I don't know if you're familiar with G- Virginia Ramos. Mm-mm. She was a tamale lady mm. <laughs> in the Mission District, and so she, you know, was famous here, and she would go to all these bars and sling tamale uh, from the, you know, from a from a box Mm. she had you know passed on and i had played this little this song i made up a lot of the lyrics because a lot of stuff i do is improvise and afterward pam was like that's the time traveling tamale lady song (laughs) and it's funny how this song became that you know Mm. and how like you were saying like you're in the creative process and you're 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 writing something and it's all these things where you're like you're kind of soaking up everything that's around you, and then when it's finished, you're like, "Whoa, did I do that?" Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's thrilling. It's like, it's as we get older, it's one of the ways we can still surprise ourselves and, um, you know, do the things that that make you feel most alive. And for me, that's dancing, writing, and <laughs> making art. You can do it all simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, so um, we are winding down uh, to the end of the show here, but I wanted everyone to know that's listening in where to find you. And I know where to find you, but uh, <laughs> I want everyone else to know where to find you. Um, yeah, you can find me um, at uh, my website, which is uh, chrisjensenart.net, or uh, my Instagram, which is Scaly grayscale sliding underscore pop 
It was gray. <laughs> it's uh, G-R-A-Y-S-C-A-L-E sliding underscore pop. That is fun. Yeah, so I am going to, I think we're going to play a couple Tiki Desk concerts uh, today. We're going to play some jazzy uh, Tiki Desk concert. This is a Gavin Holleran Quartet, followed by some Gaji Foo, because I feel like it's that time of the year again. Some Electro Goth. Sounds great. Thank you all for tuning in to the JW Megawake Show. We'll catch you next week. We're going to have a starry-eyed cadet on the show. They're a local band. I'll be sure to send that your way. And then we're going to have a flan, a local flan company in here that's going to feed cool. the band flan. Amazing. <laughs> I felt like it was, it was appropriate, you know. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. really awesome. All right, Gavin Holleran Quartet Tiki Desk Concerts. Getting geared up for the comedy battle here after the show. Catch you soon.
got the Gavin Holleran Quartet Tiki Dash concert. We're playing back. We're going to listen to another uh, rooftop tune by the quartet. Then we're going to be uh, playing back some electro goth here in light of the, uh, the season. Nothing like a little electro goth to start off your weekend the week before Halloween. This is a very special. All the Tiki Desk concerts are fun. We're going to be doing a Halloween. There he is. Tiki Desk concert on the 30th.
at the Gavin Holleran Quartet Tiki Desk Concert. Wow, this has been such an amazing year. This is recorded uh, January 30th, 2021. And I'm looking forward to uh, playing back this uh, Gaji Fu Tiki Desk Concert. Uh, this was uh, last Halloween. So we're having a nice little flashback here. Anybody listening in, this is a Tiki Desk Concerts recorded on a rooftop here with the Tiki Bar. Gaji Fu, we got Eric, Tia, Marianne on a rooftop. Actually just saw them the other day at uh, the Velvet Raven. Wow, that's a hot spot. You should check it out. It's a 150 feet, one, I guess I can't talk, uh, 155 South Park. It's right there in Soma, sandwiched in between 2nd and 3rd Street in... Uh, Bryant and Brannon, they have the most, the brunch there is incredible, and uh, they make their own chocolates. It made me want to quit the corporate chocolate job and, yeah, start making my own candies like Pam here. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, Gaji Fu here. This is a live Tiki Desk concert. Happy Halloween trick-or-treat, everyone out there uh, listening in, doing a haunted house uh, next week. One more details. Thank you, Mutiny Radio, for having us. We hope everyone's having a spooky time. We're about to get spookier. Smooth skin slicking down the street with your skirt on. Now everyone is watching. You feel it, the sweat dripping down. Sing her a song, kiss her on the phone, and tell her, 
Fam, check him out.
just a little bit more Cause we know about the future Beside me soon We'll fight and fun again All night Then we'll sleep through the afternoon Cause we know About the future
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. <laughs> 